Welcome back to the Playlist of Life podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Molly. I'm Eliana. And welcome back. So each week we start with our favorite song that we've been loving from the past couple weeks in between the episodes. It's something that Molly and I have really loved about this podcast and kind of anchoring it in the music that we love. So my song is Girls in Airplanes by Annie Duchamp. Now, this song is like not something like a normal song, I would say like Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, something like that. But basically, we're going to get into what we did over spring break. But over spring break, I saw a lot of live music. And one of the singers that I saw was um, Annie Duchamp. And her music was really good. And it was really cool to hear the stories behind the songs and what brought the artist to sing these songs along with the songs themselves so girls in airplanes is about the women in the 1940s during the world war they went for the first time out of their homes working for the um air force because they weren't allowed to fight and so they would fly the planes and teach the air force how to fly the planes or like have them fly the plane while they were practicing like shooting the targets or whatever um and they really risked their lives and also it was the first time that they realized like okay we are strong we can do this and kind of getting out of the box that they're in and so I really like the message of this song it was really cool to hear it live as the first time that I saw it I think it's so cool like a part of the song is she joined the girls fighting b-17s when her country called said oh look i'm capable oh look i'm strong don't try and tell me where i belong i'm never gonna shut up never give in i'll never keep my feet on the ground again so it's really showing like these women saw what they were capable of and now we're able to kind of see that and use that for their future and it was the first time that they saw that they were more than just housewives so i think that's a really um powerful song it's a beautiful song i really like the way that it's written and the beat and everything so yeah, that's my song for this week. Wow, that's so interesting. I'm definitely going to have to listen to that. Um, So my song for the week is Pluto Projector by Rex Orange County. I've loved this song for a little while. I really like like everything about this song. It's a good sad song. When you're in the mood <laughs> to listen to a sad song, this mm-hmm. is a great one. And over spring break, I went to Florida. And so this song is so surreal on a plane. <laughs> During takeoff, Put this song on towards the end of the song, the instrumental part, while um, staring out the pl- airplane window during takeoff is like a surreal experience. I think everyone <laughs> needs to experience this. I, it just came up on my playlist on my way there in that moment, and it was amazing. And so I did that on purpose on the way back, and it was amazing. So I love the song. I love everything about it. Um, so yeah, highly recommend. <laughs> Okay, so that moves us perfectly into our next little thing, which is a quick little spring break recap of what we've been up to. So the day we're recording this is our first day back at school. Which is rough. We'll get into that as well. Um, But so what did you do this spring break? As you, you went into it a little bit, but just... Yeah, so I actually went to Nashville. It was so cool. That's why I saw a lot saw a lot of live music because literally everywhere you turn, there's stages and just so many people aspiring to be the next Taylor Swift, the next somebody, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it was a really 
cool it was a really cool trip there was so much taylor swift stuff that we did um we went to the country music hall of fame and saw all of her exhibits there um where i saw any g chant was actually the bluebird cafe Which where taylor where swift was discovered star. yep um we went to grimy's record store which they recently just put up a mural for her because of how she supported them um at the beginning of the pandemic um and it was just really cool to be there because it's such a different city from the cities that i normally kind of go to like new york city um or even like la like i feel like you know how new york city and la have such different feel yeah so nashville is like even more different yeah, like, they're all, like, completely different, and obviously all cities are different, but I think... But that's the beauty of it, yeah. really. And Nashville just had this, like, very, like, in Hollywood, uh, in LA, like, everyone's aspiring to be an actor and, like, really chasing their dreams, and this was that same kind of thing, but with, but music. with music, and it was really cool, and you could just see, like, all the young people who were singing and sharing their music, like, it was just in a food court, but you could see how excited they were to share their music with the world and to just be able to have this chance. Um, so it was a really cool experience. We also toured Vanderbilt while we were there, which was fun. Um, and obviously just, like, spent some time with family, much needed. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really, really cool trip. I really enjoyed it. Um, so this spring break, I went to Florida just for a few days. And I spent most of the trip on the Lazy River, which, not complaining, mm-hmm. I probably went around that Lazy River about 200 times, <laughs> maybe more. So we had pretty, like, opposite spring breaks. Like, I wouldn't say mine was, like, restful, but it was, like, fun. And I think yours was fun, but in a different way, kind yeah. of like a relaxation It was like a more, breather right? from all the stress, everything that's going on. It was very much just relaxed. Yeah, and I really think that fun. was really needed. Um... Now we're back at school, like we mentioned, um, and it is not great, even after the first day. I feel like there's just so much work, like final projects we're working on and just everything gearing back into... I think it's two things. One, that like there's a lot of work amps up before the real end of the year. Like It feels like the year is ending, the school year, but it's not really ending yet. Yeah, it gets... It slows down after midterms and picks back up for the last Exactly. Like, two There's just a lot that the teachers need to cram in. My math teacher keeps saying we're like racing to the finish because he just has all the stuff that he needs to cover so that next year we, we're ready. we know enough. Right. So I feel like there's a lot of – it's the same thing at the end of each marking period, but this is even more because the teachers know that they have to get certain things done. Yeah. But on top of that, I think it just gets so much harder to motivate yourself to work. Like, we're not even seniors. I think it's even harder for them. A lot of people have the case of, like, senioritis, I guess. Exactly. So I think even as, like, sophomores, it's still um, difficult to motivate ourselves when it's nice out and when we're kind of dreaming of summer and everything like that. But sometimes that helps me, to be perfectly honest. I feel so much more productive when... And so much happier when I'm just in the sunlight. Like, I don't know why. Even just doing homework there. Yeah. Yeah, like, we talked about this a lot in our spring episode, so if you haven't listened, definitely um, tune into that. But anyway, I think it's really, yeah, it's harder to motivate yourself sometimes. But other times it's easier. Exactly. I think it's, like, a mix, and it's really how you think about it. So if you think about it with that kind of positive light, then that's going to be easier. So gearing towards pop culture news another thing that happened recently was Coachella neither of us were there but (laughs) 
I saw all over TikTok, Instagram, a lot of things that happened at Coachella, and it sounded really interesting. Personally, I would not have wanted to be there. It just Mm-mm. seems too hot, too loud. I, based on the list of people that were there, the only one I really would have, like, been there for, no surprise, Harry Styles. He had an amazing look, amazing set list. He brought out Shania Twain week one and Lizzo week two. <laughs> new songs, medicine, late night talking and boyfriends. I just loved everything about it. Yeah, and I think like I just on on the one hand, I feel like it could be really fun to get to I love live music in general, so mm-hmm. that and to be like extent, at a festival. But I also think it's so packed. Like there's so many people there. It's crazy expensive. You're not like being sent there by a brand or something. Yeah. So, I don't think it's in my future. Yeah, I even <laughs> if I could go, I doubt I would want to. I don't think I would want to. Like packed tight in the hot desert with dust. Like, I know. I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of like influencers were there, and some of them had really good outfits. Some of them were hit or miss. Yeah. But there were some good ones. A lot of them were like questionable, and I was like, oh, like, oh, nice outfit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was... I, not my style. A lot of people are calling this the Influencer Olympics. I think that's so mm-hmm. funny, but also, like, scarily accurate because yeah. it's just a competition of, like, who can show the, the most skin the most. Have the craziest outfit, show the most skin. And some of the outfits that I liked the best were, um, like, Greta Wilson, Natalie Downey, Hannah Harrell, they had more simple looks. Not to say they were simple in any way. They were definitely festival outfits. But I just like, some of them were like, they were just more simple than the crazy extravagant ones. It wasn't something you would wear on a normal day. Like you wouldn't walk around at the mall and see people wearing Mm -hmm. these sparkly dresses. But it's a lot more simple than the other ones. Not in a bad way, in, like, a good way. Some of them were kind of elegant, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. So I think those were probably some of my favorites. Yeah, me as well. And I think it, people made a lot of interesting comments about how the A-list celebrities who were there, like Hailey Bieber, Kylie Jenner, etc., were all dressed a lot more casually than influencers. And a lot of people were using this as, like, point, laugh, haha, influencers, like, you think you're so cool, but the A-list celebrities don't even do this, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they don't care, like, you care so much about this, it's, like, influencer Olympics. But I also feel like there's a part of it that's, like, that's okay. I don't think that there should be any sort of, like, shaming people for caring about something or for enjoying something. Like, I love to dress up for anything, like, I'm always the one who's overdressed a lot of the times, but, like, no shame. Exactly, and, like, if it doesn't really matter if we like the outfits. It's really about them feeling good and them feeling proud of the outfit that they've created and, like, just loving the way that they look for this festival so that they can have fun. Exactly. Because I know for me, if I'm wearing something that I don't feel good in, I, I, can't, I don't enjoy myself. You know what I mean? And so I think... In our not to get deep or anything, but in our society, I feel like there's a lot of tendencies to like shame people for liking things, whether it's like quote unquote fangirls and being like, oh my god, you're so obsessed or whatever. I feel like with girls, especially with women, there's this like sense of needing to like shame them for anything they like. Like if they like Marvel, it's like, oh, you're just doing that to impress the boys. Or if they like sports, it's like, can you actually even name any players or do you just watch because they're hot? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
there's a lot of tendency to do that. Influencer influencing is tends to be a female dominated industry for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's another thing. Like, why do we need to shame them for what they enjoy? Let's just let them enjoy it. And if the A-list celebrities who, for the most part, are older than them. So I think that plays a part yeah. as well. Like, their mothers um, or, you know, fathers, whatever. But also, like, they go to so many things and have so much going on that, like, it makes sense the Coachella isn't as big a thing for them because they're off, you know, to, like, plan their Met Gala outfits or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I think it makes sense, and I don't think we need to use this as, like, a point and laugh at influencers who are just really there to enjoy themselves. That being said, I think it influencers like just to pivot into that a little bit is such a weird concept when you really think about it. Like not to shame influencers in any way, but what I think is what makes someone an influencer? Like getting a lot of views on TikTok and Instagram, but why does that happen? The algorithm. So really, if TikTok wanted to, anyone could be an influencer. I could be one if TikTok wanted to make me one. It's just all random. Mm -hmm. Like, not to shame influencers in any way. No, if I had the opportunity to be an influencer, I'd 100% do it. That's such a good gig. Like, I'm sure many people would be. But I just think it's kind of strange. A lot of people were kind of upset that all these influencers were being invited to Coachella and they felt that they were really just, like, not deserving, quote-unquote, to be there and that, you know, they were just going there to take pictures and leave. I don't really know how I feel about it. I think... It makes sense. Like, influencing has become such a huge part of marketing and the way that brands act and do their thing. Because it does get us to talk about it. I heard about the Revolve trip, for example, so many times. My entire TikTok for you page from influencers. So it is, like, advertising for Revolve. Exactly. So I think, like, I don't... Again, I don't think it's, like, our place to say whether they deserve or not to be there. I'm sure they had a great time, even if they're not maybe accept... Or, like, if even if they're not, like, enjoying the music as much as maybe someone else would be there. Like, yeah. I think it doesn't make sense for us to just go in and judge them. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to come from, like, up on high, like, pedestal kind of thing. Like, I was, too. Like, I was looking at these outfits and I was, like no or oh yeah and I was like like oh my goodness like why are they there if they're just leaving cheap pictures but like thinking back on it I think it's important to realize that they're people too and they're enjoying themselves and why do we have to um cut them down yeah you know what I mean exactly so this talk of influencers really gets us into a conversation about social media which is what we wanted the focus of today's episode to be and we don't want this to be preachy or you know cliche just saying social media is bad but I do think that our generation is so um impacted by it and we are so impacted by it that if we're doing a podcast about our lives and high school in this day and age I think it only makes sense that there's a episode dedicated to social media and the way that it affects us because it is such a big part of our lives but to start, like, I think that social media is just a highlight reel of someone's life. Like, how often are you going to post a picture on Instagram that you don't think you look your best in? Or something that's not the best day of your, like, one of the best days? 
Instagram and TikTok and all social media shows people the best of your lives and can sometimes make people feel bad about themselves. Like, oh, I'm not going to these big parties. I'm not doing this. And so it can, like, put... People can put themselves down for that. But, like, you just have to remember it's only a highlight reel of one's life. And that's not going to change. Like, that's the way social media works. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's almost as if you just take someone's camera roll and just pick out only the best things, only the curated things. Not to mention editing photos, cropping things out, editing bodies, you know what I mean? Putting filters on everything. Exactly. And so I think it's not to say that that's inherently bad. I think personally being able to look at the highlight reel of your own life is something that's actually really good. Like... You don't want to focus on the negative. It'll bring yourself down. Right. On the day-to-day, it can be really easy to focus on the bad things that are happening or the annoying things or the sad things. But you're not going to post those. You're going to post the happy ones. And almost being able to look at your own account or really yourself from someone else's point of view is a really interesting thing to be able to do. And, like, if I were to look at my own Instagram right now, like, I can see that highlight reel. And I think it's healthy for me to be able to see my own highlight reel knowing the background, right? Like, if I were to look at Molly's highlight reel, I don't know what went on behind each photo. But in my head, I do, right? Yeah. I know that, you know, my family was, my sister and I were, like, fighting and then we took this cute picture and I posted it. I know that I was stuck in my room all day scrolling on TikTok the entire day and did one thing that makes me look cool and productive and I posted it. But it can also be a good reminder that we're living such happy, fulfilling lives. You know, like, I never really... I do archive some of my posts, but I'm not one to archive all of them and just have a couple because I really like looking at the progression of my life. I really like looking at, you know the things that I've done and the things that I've done and loved so much that I've wanted to share with the people around me and the people that are closest to me. And I, you know, I think it can, it can, it's a double-edged sword in every sense of the word, right? Like Mm -hmm. sometimes you need like, like you get not addicted. I hate the word addicted in terms of social media, but you become reliant or you just really constantly need that like source of like yeah, validation you have, like, an obsessive need to of like posting and getting the like feedback of the comments and right? getting the likes and comments i feel like there's such a big like thing around that like sometimes i try so hard not to do this but sometimes i find myself getting disappointed when i see that one post got less likes than my last few posts exactly and so i think but i also think on the other hand the the comments are so beautiful to me like people are I mean I don't have a public account and so the only people that are following me are my friends so I'm not really getting any like hate comments so the comments that I'm getting are so full of love and so full of just genuine friendship that they really just like make me so happy like there was one post that I did. So I do a one second every day, which I now have have recruited Molly to do the same. I have been doing this as well. And basically you take one second video every day of the year, almost every day. And then it compiles it for you. And I added music and posted it at the end of last year. And I love looking back at these comments because 
I don't know why this specifically just got such good comments. I think it's everyone everyone was featured in it and everyone could see themselves. And it was like different than other Instagram posts. I think people kind of sat and watched it. Um, and people were just so sweet and so kind in these comments. And I love looking back on it and just kind of reminding myself of the community that I have around me. And so I think to sit here and complain about social media and how it's ruining our lives doesn't make sense for us to do you know like it has its faults so does everything else but I also think there are so many good things about it exactly and for this specifically like like I was saying I kind of we kind of got off on a tangent there sorry about that but um going looking at the highlight reel of your life can remind yourself how beautiful a life we're living yeah you know like but I also think it can be so harmful to look at somebody else's highlight reel but I think it doesn't have to change. Nothing about the app needs to change. It's more about how you feel when you log in. And your own mindset. You just have you. I mean, I don't want to say have to, but I think it's helpful to be aware when you open the app. And obviously of you're not going to. what's gonna, happening. Right. And how your mind is going to shift. Because a lot of the times I'm sitting at home and I open TikTok and I see these people, even people I don't know, having the time of their life and instead of saying instead of my mind immediately going to they are, are so happy right now I am not I'm like sitting home alone instead of my mind immediately going to that I have to not let myself go there I have to think about how many times I've had those good times and everyone has the good times everyone has, has the bad times so you just need to focus on the good and like there's a lot about like changing your mindset that's right. involved like that as long as you consciously remember the fact that it's a highlight reel I feel like that is a healthy way to have social media and to interact with social media. And I think, like, like having your own community and feeling so loved is only one aspect. I think that communication, like, is insane. The way that we're able to communicate with people around the globe, people... You know what I mean? Like, so many friendships would not be able to be the same. Like, for example, I go to sleepaway camp. And to be able to connect with my camp friends over Snapchat and to see how they're doing on Instagram and to be able to comment on their posts, they comment on mine and DMs, text, whatever. Like, this communication enhances and keeps our relationship even with so many other people wherever they are. Exactly. Even if it's definitely not as strong as it is when we're right next to each other, we're still able to keep up and feel like we're being updated on their lives. You know, and I think that really is a benefit of social media, the communication and being able to learn about people who are different than you, especially TikTok. Just to experience different cultures, different mm -hmm. ways of life is so interesting how the way I'm living here could be completely different than someone living in a different place in the world. Exactly. So I think social media gives us that opportunity to kind of see the world from a different perspective and through someone else's eyes. Yeah, so I really think that's, like, another thing that's, like, cool about social media. Um, but then another, like, difficult thing... I, at first, when we were, re we were doing this episode, when we were writing out our little outline, 
we were going to do all the negatives and all the positives. But as we were talking, um, just throughout the episode, we realized it doesn't really lend itself to that because it's not black and white. You know what I mean? There's so many different good things, so many different bad things. Like, social... If it was only bad, I'm sure social media wouldn't have been as prevalent in today's society if it was so bad that people would notice that. People are having fun on these social media platforms, and it is, like, benefiting people in certain ways. So I think it's... It's kind of, this episode, this little last part, is a little jumbled between good and bad, but I think that's the way that social media is. Yeah. You know, like, sure, it's not good to be spending hours scrolling, but I am learning things. Like, I really do think that I am learning things on social media. I agree, definitely. And my parents laugh when I tell them something new that I've learned and they ask where and I say TikTok, but... You know, to learn firsthand from the people who are experiencing whatever you're learning about, like, there's not many other places where you can do that. Of course, you can read an article from someone or read their quotes, but I think really being able to hear and see someone explaining something that inherently affects them, that does not affect you, is an interesting way to learn about it. But I think you also have to be careful. Like it keeps saying it, I think it's a double-edged sword in every scenario, you can learn so much, but there's also the algorithm, right? That, like, sends you and feeds you with content that it knows you are going to enjoy or you are going to agree with. So you have to be careful that you're not only receiving the information that you agree with and not seeing the other side. Yeah, because the algorithm feeds you only what you want to see, only what they think you want to see. So it's sometimes hard where you only see one perspective of it that you agree with and you can't even realize that there are other sides to the story for example Mm -hmm. so like we said at the beginning of the episode we don't want to come off as preachy or like we know more or that we've never spent hours on social media i did yesterday (laughs) (laughs) me too or spent time staring at someone else's post and thinking i wish that was me we are just as much in this as anybody else but I think that's why it's so important to talk about it like it's important to talk about the things that are affecting us and we're not the only ones being affected by this you know like this is our generation is yeah, living sure through this all of gen z has been experiencing this problem and all of like the other generations have been witnessing it with us yeah exactly and it's like we've never like our society has never lived in a world so focused on social media ever you know like this is the first time we're learning it and there's a learning curve and i think there there's a constant battle like is it good is it bad and i guess the answer that we've come to at least is it's, it's a little both. Bit of both right it's not black or white it's like gray there's mm-hmm. a gray area and i think people just need to learn including me not to spend too much time focusing on the like jealousy of social media and too much time on social media because it could get like I could sometimes feel like an obsessive need to be constantly scrolling but I still like love all of these apps I still like to spend time on social media so I don't think in any way shape or form it should be like people should try to like cut it out or like villainize it yeah it shouldn't be villainized because it's not all bad there are good things to social media too Mm -hmm. And I think it's important, like, 
go educate yourself. We're going to educate ourselves too. You know, we're definitely not an expert in this topic. We're just two teens living in a social media infested world. Exactly. Um, But, you know, go learn about, there's so many studies that have been done about the benefits and the deficits of social media, the good things and the bad things about social media. And um, I just think that this is such an interesting topic. We'd love to know what you think about it. Of course, we really don't know any more than you. You know, we only know as much as we've lived in. Exactly. So we'd love to know your opinions on social media and what you think. Feel free to... Maybe we'll post some polls on social media, on Instagram. Feel free to So funny that our social media episode about how good social media is will all be posted around on social media. Yeah. But but that's that's the irony of it all, right? That's the world we live in. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Like, I'm so... Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We really enjoyed having you, and we will see you again in two weeks. See you next time. Bye. Bye.